Welcome to Love in the Love Boat, a fond and funny look back on the world's greatest cruise ship-based television show. I'm Ishvan, singer, songwriter, and TV fanatic. And I'm Michelle, pop culture enthusiast. Join us as we relive episodes of one of the most watched TV series of all time. Occasionally deviating to pop culture charts unknown. So come aboard. We're expecting you for another edition of Loving the the Love Boat. Boat. Hello, Michelle. Hello, Ishvan. How are you today? You know what? I'm great because I have exciting news. If you listened to the last show, you're going to be a little bit familiar with this. We are so excited to welcome our first ever sponsor. That's right. Chaps Cologne. (laughs) Did you say Chaps Cologne? (laughs) Yeah, I did. I'm, of course, joking. Chaps Cologne is not sponsoring this show. Uh, We are trying to keep it commercial free to make it uh, easy, fun, breezy, listen. But boy, wouldn't that be a dream, Michelle? It sure would be. It would just be so fitting. Michelle brought up Chaps Cologne last time, and uh, I hadn't thought of it for quite some time. I know what you're getting for Christmas. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's going to be exciting. Do they still make that? I, I don't wonder. even know. They must. Uh, hi guys, welcome. I've just been back from a series of shows on the road. I'm happy to be back here in the studio, and I'd like to get right into it, Michelle. We should. Uh, today, we have the first story of Julie Falls Hard, written by Michael Norrell. We also have Double Wedding written by Ray Jessel. And finally, we have The Dummies, written by Lon Okun. Michelle, please, we, we honestly, we have some pretty awesome stars on this episode. Can you please uh, let everybody know who they are? Sure. First, we start with the great Ruth Buzzy. Yes, we love Ruth Buzzy. I have literally been trying to get a hold of Ruth Buzzy because she's still kicking. She's pretty active on Twitter. I mean, Twitter's kind of in a a state of emergency currently, but she would post stuff all the time, but there was no way to like directly message her. And boy, oh boy, would that be amazing if we could get a hold of Ruth Buzzy. She does on Facebook. They post a lot too. whoever does her posting. Usually she's out to dinner. You should try to get a a hold of her then. Do that if you know that. Try and get a hold of Ruth. And uh, it would have been nice if we had her for today's show. But yeah, she's on as, what is her character's name? Patty Harmon. Yes. Next up, we have Sid Caesar. Who plays Michael Harmon, her husband and former, well, they're still partners, I guess. These are the guys that we love, you know, classic entertainers from that sort of like golden era. Yeah. How could you not like Sid Caesar? Oh, he's great. And he also, wasn't he like in... Uh... Grease too? Yeah. He was. Yeah. He was the gym coach. He's great. Yeah, I love <laughs> Sid Caesar. Yeah. Then we have Sib and Patricia Barnstable, twins. Yeah, playing the Barrett sisters. Yes, and um, I'm sure people maybe out there know this. Apparently, they were the Doubleman twins during at some point in the 70s. Double dating, double jumping, double That was, yeah, that was popular. Yeah. We'd um, like to welcome Doublemint as a sponsor <laughs> to the show. I'm sure that commercial's floating out there somewhere with them. They didn't really do much else, did they, though? I don't think. No, I looked at their, um, they were on some show that I don't recall ever watching called Quark. Oh, God, I don't know. I think it had Richard Benjamin in it. It was like a space show. God, I love space. <laughs> but I don't remember that one as a kid. If, if anybody else out there does, please let us know about it. I'll like have to, to do check some research. A quark sounds awesome <laughs> to me. They were on that, and then they kind of just dropped off after that. One just kind of raises a family in Kentucky, and then the other one teaches at a college acting. Then completing our Nelson family on the love boat, we have... David Nelson. <laughs> the electric performance of David Nelson. Oh, I know. You could see why he's the last Nelson to be on. <laughs> yeah. No offense. Sorry Gary about Gage. that, David. <laughs> yeah, Gary Gage. He's uh, he's the fiancé of one of the well, twins. unless he really got into his character. He was <laughs> Yeah, really. really. He well. was the dud. You're right. The character was a dud. <laughs> <laughs> then we have Tony Roberts. Yes, he you guys. Jack Chestnut. Chestnut? Chestnut. I can't read my handwriting. You know what? I've practiced his name before. Let me do that over. I don't know how to say it. Chenault. Chenault. Okay. Take two. Up next, we have Tony Roberts playing Jack Chenault. Most will, I remember mostly from like Woody Allen films. He's amazing in Woody Allen movies. (laughs) He's a great foil and straight man or whatever you want to call it. And he's awesome on this episode. He's still around. He's, He's the greatest. Then we have your favorite. Oh, my God. You, you want to introduce him? Guys, <laughs> p- 
please, if you are a traveling ahead, my apologies, <laughs> because I've gone back for some people in the past, and I, I'm obsessed with certain performers that I'm like, wow, it must have been the drug haze of the 70s that allowed certain people to become famous and celebrities, because... I'm not into Fred Trammellina. <laughs> it's a little off-putting. It's just, I was saying, like, a lot of people had, like, cocaine energy, and I think that got them over the hump back in that era, and people were like, this guy's hilarious, when in reality, he just was a lot of manic energy. That's true. A good, a good way to put it. But, yeah, Fred, uh, with his Jay Leno face, is <laughs> is totally on this as the other fiancé to one of the two twins. Ted Ashton. Yes. Tony Roberts has two daughters, and the girls that played them are Anna Ray Waterhouse, mm-hmm. and she played Ashley. Mm-hmm. And then we have Melora Harden, who played the other younger Courtney Chestnut. And I did not know this until I read her bio. Wait, you said Chestnut again. <laughs> what I let's just go with Chestnut. Let's. No, let's, no I want to. Chenault. <laughs> Why do they have to give him a weird, long, impossible French name? You yeah, live in make, Alaska, for God's sake. They sakes. make every name Gage, Gary Gage, and then they have to give him some weird French sort of complicated name. And they live name. in Alaska. It's not even like they live in France or Canada. <laughs> right. But anyway. Yeah, you told me this earlier, and it blew me away. Blew me away, too. But then when you look at her face, you could totally see yes, it. Yes, you're right. Um, Laura Harden played Jan on The Office. You guys, if you have not watched The Office, the Jan episodes are the best episodes. She is incredible on that. I'm going back to watch the one where they have that dinner party. Do you remember that? I, that's all I kept thinking oh about when I was God. watching The Love Boat was her when uh, and the dinner party. <laughs> <laughs> and she's listening to the CD of like the young guy that like I can't, oh my god I can't wait to to watch that again it was so amazing but she's she was great on this it's so cool to see some people that had been acting from such a young age and then became even greater actors or actresses she's phenomenal she like you said she was really good on this like oh, she's she really was. emotive like even at the very end I don't want to jump ahead but she was great then too both girls were great they really were they were, they were so they were the perfection of 1970s sort of whatever the way they looked the way they would dress the way they acted oh. they were they were amazing honestly. the older the older sister though she didn't do much else they both did like a different strokes episode and then mm. that was it for her oh that's she too bad she was very good too mm-hmm. yeah again we have two in, in our in our uh, opinion you know sort of like entertainment sort of golden era royalty and ruth buzzy and sid caesar and ruth <laughs> is the first one on the ship and guys, we have said this before, I believe, and there are plenty of memes that I've seen uh, over time about our generation, Gen X, uh, saying that we thought that when we were kids, quicksand would be more of an issue and a problem when we grew up because it was everywhere on television shows. And right alongside quicksand was ventriloquism. Yeah. Why was that such a big thing when we were kids? I don't know. Like it made you almost want to take up ventriloquism when you were a kid it until was, you saw magic. Yeah, it was, then you didn't want to do it anymore. But it was everywhere. It was constantly being used. Ventriloquism was still in sort of like the public eye, and these two come on board as entertainers, a husband and wife team who happen to be ventriloquists. heard there's trouble in the ventriloquist paradise yeah they were booked a year in advance and if they hadn't had that booking and they weren't such professionals you know and (laughs) not ready to cancel any kind of a gig uh they would not have uh done this together because they're separated as we learned yes 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 throughout this episode they continuously have their puppets with them 
They like never put them down for a second. They have dinner with their puppets. <laughs> like set, they seat them at the table as if they're going to eat something. And they wear matching clothes throughout the entire I, episode. I, you know what? They're mentally ill. They are a <laughs> mentally ill couple. And in the world of entertainment, that can you can get away with that and people won't notice it right away. But they really, because they're talking to the puppets when in the room by themselves. I, I know, mean, like their best friend. Oh, my Lord. It is, it is something strange. Very strange. Maybe that's why... <laughs> People finally realized that and they need to be together. <laughs> I don't know. But you had brought up too, like they're clearly not doing ventriloquism, but yeah. they are acting it out really well, like trying to do the like where you smile and move your lips. Move your lips as if oh my god, that's why they're so great. Those people, that that generation, man, they didn't mess around. Yeah, Sid Caesar's moving his lips around like he's trying not to do it. Like, oh my God, it's incredible. You guys you gotta watch this if you haven't watched it because it's there's a lot of visual stuff going on. When you were a kid though, didn't you always try to practice ventriloquism? Because I did. No. What really? No. Why? I don't know. I just never was I, I was never moved by the idea of becoming a ventriloquist. I just I thought the challenge was cool. Like like I think probably me and my sister would like try to like not move our mouths and talk. No. Like, oh sure. How's oh it going? Gosh, no. That would be my ventriloquist voice. Oh my lord. I, I believe that. I believe <laughs> Did you ever have a doll? Like a ventriloquism no, dummy? No, I had I had like marionette dolls but i never had you didn't ask for an old charlie mccarthy doll (laughs) for for the holidays i don't recall anybody ever giving me one either oh my god i didn't like it that much well no michelle i didn't do that as a kid i had an animal puppet i still have it so that would kind of like count (laughs) all right who's on the ship next michelle do the twins come on next one of Whoa, the twins. first of two twins. Yes. One of the twins comes on first. Doc swoops in immediately because she's attractive. And he finds out that she is on the verge of matrimony. Very nice. Oh, thank you. I haven't seen Barbara. <laughs> Hi there. Oh. Hi, I'm Judy Barrett. And this is my fiance, Gary Gage. Oh. Welcome aboard. Thanks. Has my sister Joni checked in yet? Not yet. Is your sister as beautiful as you? Exactly. Really? Her fiance is almost as cute as I am. How nice for all of you. Michelle, you love the captain. I do. And there are so many reasons for that. Would one of those reasons be uh, because he is so stoked about these people getting married? Yeah, he's kind of turned into a wedding planner for them. (laughs) Not only is he a captain, but he's a wedding planner, too. Yeah. So he establishes kind of the whole thing that's taking place with these guys. Ah, your sister still hasn't checked in yet. She must have. She left the house an hour before I did. Don't worry about it. We'll find her. Just check uh, me and my fiance in. But aren't you engaged to... There they are. Oh, the gang's all over. Don't worry, Judy. Twins? Oh, you must be the Well, I'm delighted to tell you, I just received confirmation. All arrangements have been completed for your double wedding in romantic water beyond. Oh, congratulations, Joni. Judy? No, no, no. That's Judy. How can you be so sure? Well, it's easy. You're always wrong. <laughs> Nova, remind me to give you a class in deductive reasoning. Tony is with Ted. Judy is with Gary. Congratulations. Oh, the Chenault sisters come in. I don't even know if I'm saying it right still. The Chestnut Girls? <laughs> I'm going to say Chestnut for now. <laughs> I think you should. The Chestnut sisters arrive on the ship. They're They're bickering, as sisters do. Did it myself, remind you of you kind and of your did, sister? Me and my sister fighting constantly. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Yeah, well, they're arguing as they enter the ship. Uh, their father is just kind of bedraggled. Yes. And, you know, Julie jumps in. Now, this is her job anyway, but it really, I thought, was cute the way that she did this and the way that they handled all of this. Because I, I just thought, honestly, they did make kind of like a great little family. You they know? did. <laughs> Is it my fault you forgot to bring a good jeans? It is too. You ironed them, hung them in the stupid closet. All right, come on. No one cares about 12-year-old girls. Anyway, yes, they do. Girls, you're driving your old man up the wall, okay? I'm going to 
tell Dad what you did. You better not. She kissed a boy. I did not. You filthy snitch. Come on now, bitch. For crying out loud, cut it out. She blames me for everything. She made me forget my good jeans and she kissed a boy. Stupid, Hold it. Well, you can't blame your sister for something you forgot. Kissing's all right, as long as you don't do it with just anybody. Now, shake hands and don't let me see you fighting again or I'm going to feed you to my giant man-eating guppy. <laughs> shake hands. Well, welcome aboard the princess, ladies. You're terrific. Thank you. Uh, my own adolescence lasted quite a long time, and I understand girls. Well, thanks a lot. I mean, you really are terrific. <laughs> well, you must be an old adolescent yourself. Oh, uh, yes, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, um, <clears throat> see you later. Uh-huh. Well, now that everyone has uh, checked in and we've gotten their backstories, we immediately jump to your favorite bar. Yes. The Pirate's Cove. Oh, yes. And guess who's blocking my favorite? <laughs> doesn't come as any surprise that Travelina's giant feathered hair is blocking my favorite <laughs> candle holder in the Pirate's Cove. I know you were a little distraught for a few seconds until he moved. I thought he was going to be the bad omen that this is the episode that my favorite candle holder that shows up on every single episode is going to be gone. I'm waiting for that day. But it didn't. It's still there. And thank goodness the excited captain comes in telling the foursome uh, that he has booked a 25-piece mariachi band for Los the wedding. Los compadres. Mr. Ashton, you're in luck. I just called Puerto Vallarta, as you suggested, and booked the mariachi band for the wedding. Fantastic! <laughs> and it isn't just any mariachi band. Los compadres de la playa. 25 pieces, trumpets, violins, the works. Arriba! Olay! Ted, it's my wedding, too. Well, what, what's wrong? I mean, couldn't you consult me? Well, I thought you'd like it. I was thinking of something a little more quiet and romantic, too. Like, say, one guitar? That would be perfect. Well, I'm sorry. I'll just cancel the band. Are you kidding? Los compadres? You guys are going to love them. They're fantastic. And Michelle, I wish everyone could see the hilarious Fred Travelina doing the sort of Mexican hat dance. I don't know why, but that made me so angry. He's infuriating to me. <laughs> and uh, he does that. He gets an opportunity to do a little bit physical humor to show off his just complete uh, comedic prowess. But that is like a little foreshadowing, too, of that maybe the couples are matched up improperly. You're seeing that the two are mellow and the other two are wild. So you're just seeing like a little foreshadowing of the fact that these guys during this um, maybe had made a mistake in who they chose as their potential spouse. Perhaps they're not matched well together. Yeah, which is kind of a fun premise. Yeah, it's a fun way to, to use utilize the twin sisters, that's sure. for sure. Sure. Another couple having some issues on this cruise are our favorite ventriloquist duo. The Harmons. The Harmons. They're bickering. Their puppets are bickering. Everybody is bickering on the ship right now. Yeah, they really are communicating with each other through their puppets, which is insane. I guess it's like their form of not communicating with each yeah. other directly, but communicating through the puppets, kind of like spokespeople. Yeah, it's really, it's really strange. All I could think about is like, Sid Caesar's got a great comb over, like it's an authentic comb over that looks actually kind of okay, and he rocks. What is it, the neckerchief thing? Oh my gosh, that at that one scene when they're was it were they going to dinner? I don't know. Where he 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 and his puppet have high waisted yeah. khakis on yeah. and matching neckerchiefs. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> But yeah, they're sniping at each other through the puppets. You've got the oddest texture hair. So wait, don't you feel dumb talking to a piece of wood? <laughs> now that you mention it. Oh, it's your wife. I recognize her. I thought he was supposed to switch the tickets, get separate cabins. I guess nobody told him that uh, every cabin was booked. And I'm not sleeping in a lifeboat. It could have been my sister. Well, we just have to stay here and make the best of it. How can you make the best of something that's the worst? If they can stand it, I guess we can too. Speak for yourself. I'd rather have termites. Well, uh, sure we get something to eat. If anyone cares to join us, we'll be in the dining room. Right. The girls really 
do like Julie. And they really kind of want her together with their father. Um, and Julie's kind of, I think, into that too. Because when she steps into dinner, she is in her flaming red dress. Yeah, like she's all she she's there for that reason. She likes this guy. Well, when you when you have that, like he has like we also comment on certain guys' nineteen seventies hair, and he's got that super tight, kinky, curly hair. You know that we I I'm still don't understand if that's naturally what happens or if like that's something that you do. I feel like that's a perm. Yeah, like w- you go get that done somewhere. You do because I've been seeing people post pictures of their dads on Instagram in the seventies getting like perms by their moms, and then. In that 70s show, like, that was the dad had the perm. Oh, yeah, that's right. The other, the neighbor guy. Yeah. <laughs> that is so <laughs> So Julie is helpless, you know, when she sees a man that, that is attractive like that. He ears. has the, the requirement of being an older man, correct? Yes, slightly older this time, not extremely older. Yeah, so she's there for that reason. And the girls kind of like, you know, as if they needed it, they trick her into going and sitting by their dad. Hi. Dick Van Dyke or Chevy Chase? Clutching me. Well, thank you for the invitation. That's a good zip. New shirt. Shirt twice. Shiny shoes. I wonder why. We're going to get some dessert from the buffet and then go out on deck. Come on, Courtney. Bye, Dad. Dessert. You didn't invite me to dinner at all, did you? You've already eaten. Well, I, I certainly would have invited you if uh, you'd just gotten here a little earlier. Oh. Have a seat. Thank you. By the way, uh, Jack Schultz. Julie McCoy. How do you do? Terrific. How do you do? Terrific. Oh. I really would have invited you earlier. I, I wanted to, but uh, I didn't have the nerve. I'm glad my daughters have no shame. <laughs> While I'm rolling, I've got another confession to make. I did shave twice and shine my shoes and put on my good shirt and my new suit because I hoped I'd run into you. Really? Well, then I have something to tell you. The last time I wore this dress, I thought that Robert Redford was going to be on board. <laughs> I put it on tonight because Robert I... Robert Redford's on board? I thought I'd run into you. No kidding. Kidding. Now, our entertainers are the ventriloquist artists, and that is what people are here to see. We get to check out their act, and the craziest thing about this, Michelle, yes, is that these guys are just like working through their problems of their relationship <laughs> on stage every single time. And the thing that's even more mind-bending to me is they're just kind of winging everything each time. Right. There's no act. No. it's Everything's extemporaneous. They're just kind of making it up as they go. Their jokes are not funny. No, they're very revealing and kind of mean-spirited, yet everyone's enjoying the heck out of it. That's what I didn't understand. The captain is just laughing <laughs> away as it. usual. He is loving the entertainment that he booked. <laughs> so we have their first, you know, like big act of the crew. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. How come? I'd rather eat with a dummy than a dummy. Is that a knock? Well, if it's not, it's a very good try. Listen, I ordered pickled herring especially for you. Pickled herring? Mm -hmm. If I were there, I wouldn't eat it with her mouth. (laughs) What do you mean, if you were there? Didn't I kiss you at dinner? Michelle, these guys, it was kind of baffling because, again, they're really like kind of airing their dirty laundry on stage as the act off the top of the dome, not a rehearsed thing or anything like that. People seem to be eating it up. They go back to the room because he made some hilarious joke about pickled herring. I 
couldn't even follow that. No, it was impossible. It was. It's for another time, another generation. Yeah, we I will... just like pickled herring. <laughs> yeah, so did she. <laughs> and before you know it, oh gosh, the the, uh, the dummies are knocking boots. The whole thing is strange. But at least they put the dummies down when they started to get more intimate. Oh. <laughs> It was so weird because then they go back in the room and like everything's so okay that uh, they kind of make up. They yeah. make up for yeah. lack of a better word. What are you laughing? I didn't say anything. Beat the pickled herring. Can you beat that? I hate pickled herring. Yeah. How can you remember everything I hate and nothing I love? He remembers everything. She loves watching old tearjerker movies on TV. She loves eating pizza in bed. She loves the smell of the city after a summer rain. She loves buying useless gadgets from mail-order catalogs. She loves huddling close on cold winter mornings. She loves you. Who said that? You were the dummy. It was her. <laughs> I found it interesting that usually on the cruise ship, guys are forcing themselves on Julie, you know, and not asking her for consent. They're just kind of going at her. But I feel like this one was interesting in that he was like asking her for consent, basically. Oh, God. And does he? It's like there's the longest sort of preamble kind of something, which is kind of actually nice. It is. Because he is a man who's lost his first wife. It's not something that he was prepared for. So he's he's also a gentleman and he's a dad and and that's it's true you know that's why she is like maybe really drawn to him because he's actually a good guy he's looking for indicators <laughs> and, and Julie gives some good indicators oh she sure does you sure you wouldn't rather be dancing Mm-mm. would you no I I'd rather I'd rather be kissing you, oh. you know, look I, I'm not one of those guys who thinks that just any girl wants to be grabbed. Especially by me. I mean, the moment has to be right, and and the indicators have to be there. Indicators? Well, sure. Oh, you, you can tell when a girl wants to be kissed. Is that so? How do you tell? Well, there's a certain receptiveness you can sense. Oh, I see. Like when a girl's leaning on you, establishing physical contact, putting her face very close to yours. Yes. Right. Along those lines, yes. Well, what do you do when you get these indicators? When you sense this receptiveness? Well, you have to understand, I I, I was married for a long time, and I didn't go in a lot for trying things out with new girls, so I'm rusty. But the instincts are still there. It's like riding a bicycle. You never really forget how to sense this receptiveness. So what you have to do is... Shut up and kiss him. How's that? Yeah. You just have to... Shut up. You know, Michelle, not only is this dude's name, uh, you know, Tony Roberts' name, Chenault or whatever, Chestnut we're calling him, is kind of complex in a way that they never normally do. But they also make him be from Alaska. (laughs) And I also found that really odd. I did too. Like, like I can't imagine those girls growing up in Alaska. Granted, I don't know much about Alaska, so maybe that's unfair to think that way. It's a place for people who are obsessed with bears. I don't know. It just it it is an unusual place, that's for sure. And to go live in Alaska is still, I think, to this day, maybe not like the most um, common place. Uh, it's a different type of a place. They even talk about it on this, where they say that it stays bright like what if it's like six months out of the year or yes. something. It's an unusual place, and it was a strange place to have these guys be from. I'm guessing it's to keep it like so that they can't be together because it's too far away. Ah, that's true. To work out. But the girls are doing their hardest to try and sell Julie on the charms of our largest state. Alaska's far out. In the summertime, it never gets dark. You can play outside till 3 o'clock in the morning. And stuff we grow in our garden gets just huge. Lettuce this big. Well, maybe. <laughs> it's true. All that sunshine, that's fantastic. So, uh, how about the winters? Oh, it's great. 
Sometimes it gets to 15 above in the day. <laughs> you hook your car into a heater every night so the engine doesn't freeze. Are you guys on the Chamber of Commerce payroll or something? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go get another Danish. Another one? They certainly are enthusiastic about Alaska. I think it's you they're enthusiastic about. Well, I'll just have to try to make it up there one of these days. Julie, when my wife died, I never thought I'd say this to another woman. And after knowing somebody for one day, it's preposterous, but... But I love you. Jack. I'm not some romantic kid who doesn't know when he's in love or not. I... I know when I'm in love. Jack. You know, you're not being very cooperative. When one dope says, I love you, the other dope is supposed to say, I love you, too. I love you, too. You do. Really? No kidding. No kidding. <laughs> so stuff is going good with those guys. I mean, like, it, it really is cute. And the captain, like, actually makes the comment of, like... This is a, a lovely looking family. Right. And it, I swear it really did seem nice, though. It really did seem cute. Like they did seem like a nice, like it could work, you know? They did. I thought so, too. It was adorable. She got along really well with the girls. Yeah, she was very cute with them. And they were they were awesome. The two girls were just so great. And I, I like Tony Roberts. I always have. Me, too. I, I think he's awesome. I, I like him. He's very, very solid and grounded and he, he I don't know the whole thing really where I was super looking forward to this episode quite honestly because <laughs> we saw this one in the past and I really liked it because right. it did work I thought it really worked I did too but you know it's not working the twins the twins <laughs> those double mint twins they are having their doubts and it really kind of takes root when you know <laughs> Travelina wants a disco dance the night away right and the other two duds they're tired and they want to go to sleep so they take off to go back to their cabins to, you know, turn in at like 830 and they start discussing things with one another. And that is where really like the the seed is sown that maybe they had paired up with the wrong person. You know, Johnny, I'm going to get out of the city and find a little shack on a beach someplace. You think you'd like that? <laughs> She'd be crazy if she didn't. Sometimes I wish I were more like Judy, you know, the life of the party. Oh, don't knock yourself. You're a terrific person. And I'm a lucky guy. Not only do I get to marry the one and only girl of my dreams, but I get a great sister-in-law as well. Thanks, Gary. That's a sweet thing to say. If, if only Ted... Ted? Look, Ted's Ted. He's wild, and that's why we love him. You're getting a great guy, Johnny. Yeah. Ah, oh, good evening, Gary. Judy. Joni. Then you must be Ted. Uh, yeah. <sighs> I'll never get this straight. Good night, Doc. Go for it. Hey, Ishvan. Yes. So it's the next morning, and the the Sid Caesar and Ruth Buzzy. Please Can talk it? through your teeth like a like a ventriloquist. Ishvan, <laughs> okay. it's the next morning, and Ruth Buzzy. <laughs> Wait, I can't understand. Okay, talk normal. I'm sorry. Did you notice? Like, were you wondering this? Like, Ruth Buzzy's bed was made perfectly. Sid Caesar's was not. Did they just stay in that one tiny bed? I didn't notice night? that. I didn't notice it at oh. all. I think that's where I was looking because he was fixing his little neckerchief thing. <laughs> and I get really, really hyper fixated on those things. And I did not notice that at all. Well, I did. And I'm like, there's no way she made that bed perfect. So they slept the night in that tiny, tiny little single, single bed. bed. Oh, my God. Ugh. That's a nightmare. At least you could have moved over to your bed just for a good night's sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the dummies were in the other bed. Maybe the dummies were in the bed. Oh, God. Can you imagine? <laughs> Maybe I would hope they put them in a case. But those guys, they turn on a dime and start fighting with each other. Like immediately after that night. And I didn't understand any of it all. I didn't understand what was motivating those arguments. Because Sid Caesar didn't seem like a mean guy. No, he was just kind of airing his grievances through his puppet. Uh, Michelle, speaking of twin beds, the twins are in twin beds. And they cannot get to sleep because it's like the night before their wedding. And they're not having just cold feet. They're realizing that they made potentially a colossal mistake. Joey. Yeah? You awake? I guess so. I just said, yeah. <laughs> Happy wedding day. Same to you. 
Judy? Yeah. I can't go through with it. That's just nerves. How do you know? Because I feel the same way you do. Nerves. Nerves. Either that or we don't want to get married. I've got nothing against getting married. Me neither. So how come we've got nerves? Probably because we're marrying the wrong guys. Ted and Gary are nice. Who else are we gonna marry? We've got the wrong guys. You should marry Gary. I should marry Ted. Yes! I think so too? Why didn't you say something? I don't know, it's so obvious. I mean, you and Gary have everything in common, the same with me and Ted. Maybe if we'd had longer engagements, we would have found this out in time. There's still time. Let's tell the guys. Are you crazy? It's our wedding day. We don't have to tell the guys. All we have to do is switch places and they'll never know. You are crazy. It worked all through school, exams, senior prom, the school psychologist. Yeah, we almost drove him nuts. It'll work. Isn't it better than spending your whole life with the wrong guy? From now on, you're me. I appreciate that they wake up or go to bed in full makeup and lip gloss. Oh, my God. It was, like, so shining. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that is a lot of makeup. And it's like, yeah, maybe they were, like, ready for the next day. We have to put our makeup on because it has to be perfect. And they just lay completely still. <laughs> it was a I ton of makeup. It. it was just weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. But they have, like, the one wilder one convinced her, you know, to let's switch this up. Can you imagine that, though? No. That is crazy. That really is crazy. Like if you did something like that, like let's just pretend to be there. You know, what's weird, too, though, that I was thinking about is like if you listen to when they're talking, right, Mm -hmm. they then realize that they had made yet another mistake. Right. Right. And when they are discussing this, because the one finds out that the one wants to have six children and she does not. But then the other one realizes that the other guy doesn't want her to work anymore. He wants her to be like a stay-at-home mom. And she's like, I'm not giving up my career. How would you keep going to your other job if you were married to the guy? You know what I mean? Like, you have this job. How would you conceal that from the guy? You couldn't. The whole thing was just... And I would think deep down inside, these guys would know which was which. There has to be some little difference. They're not completely identical. Right. They were close, but like, yeah, there's always something. That... And plus the one was allergic to roses, so that would have come out eventually too. True. That was I like the part where the captain was constantly trying to like figure out which one was which. <laughs> and it was confounding him and it was frustrating him. Those are the things that are fun for me. Like the, the whimsical captain really, really earnestly. Tra- He's so great. He really is. Yeah. So these guys just like the whole thing is, is like kind of blowing up in their face. But then they never really tell, right? No, they switch back. <laughs> Because when the guys get up to get champagne or something and they switch their seats and then they forget about because the captain was saying, I could tell you two apart by your wedding rings. And then they switch them under the table. Right. And nobody's the wiser. They went through a whole wedding ceremony as each other. But that was a good twist, I guess, you know, because then they did like switch it up in the middle, turned it back around. They did that pretty quickly. It wasn't too bad. They did. Michelle, these guys, I'm talking the ventriloquists. You know, the older generation, too, you know, you hear stories about like Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin, where they do like seven shows a day, something like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then like Sammy Davis Jr. and all those guys, they're performing at like three and four in the morning. It's just like, when did they sleep? I have no idea what was going on. But it's like these guys are performing left and right. And after they've argued, they get on stage. <laughs> and again, they extemporaneously work through another act where hilariously... Sid Caesar decides to uh, say that they're going to get a divorce. Mm. And people are still laughing at this stuff because I guess it's more of like a Don Ricklesy sort of like approach that maybe people think they're doing. I think so. Like a please take my wife kind of a thing. Yeah. But then as they finish up this quick little act, they finally interact with one another as two human beings. And Ruth Buzzy is not happy. Sorry about my friend. Uh, he, uh, he doesn't think too much before he speaks. It's okay. It's just a strange way to hear that you want a divorce. I mean, we never talked about it before. Well, I just thought I'd throw it in as part of the act, you know? Are you kidding? Our whole marriage has been part of the act. 
I suggest we leave the divorce stuff in. Now, overnight, what I think happens, Michelle... What? The two dummies are lying on the one single bed. <laughs> and, you know, Ruth Buzzy said sees are angry at one another back to back on the other single bed, not speaking, not being intimate in any way. And the dummies find a way to get these two back together. Because the next day, with an awesome poolside, was it, performance? Yes, it was. They go into their act, not rehearsed whatsoever. <laughs> Once again. <laughs> the dummies lead them into a wonderful reconciliation. Good evening. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen, I guess that's us. That'll be the day. She's <laughs> starting on me again. Well, uh, maybe she's only picking now because she loves you. That'll be another day. <laughs> what has she got against you? I got nothing against you. I've got nothing for you either. <laughs> it doesn't matter. This is the last time we'll be seeing each other. Huh? Michael wants to get a divorce. Isn't that right? That's what I heard. Well, that doesn't mean we can't work together, does it? I hate to tell you this, but we only say what they tell us to. No. If they got nothing left to say to each other. They've got lots to say to each other, but they just can't say it. Things like, I'm sorry I never listened. I'm sorry I took you for granted. I'm sorry I was more interested in getting laughs than I was in us. Things like, uh, I don't know how I'm going to live without you. Oh, please. Please, can't we give it another try? Why, Michael, you're crying. What's the matter? You never seen a guy cry before? You think we got ice water in our veins? Sap. Sap is right. I'm the only sap in the crowd. Hey, look, Patty, uh, let's not throw away everything. I mean, I, I still love you. Oh, Michael. I appreciate, though, that during these scenes that the people watching them poolside were starting to get slightly confused by what was happening. It really wasn't an act. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess so. It's like they started to get pulled. Uh, the, the Whatever, the fourth wall started to break down <laughs> a did. little bit. And they realized, is this an act? Is this not an act? But it works out to their advantage because then everybody just kind of applauds that like they realize this couple has... It's uh, back together. Yeah. Not and only do they get back together, but they kiss in front of everybody. So nice. Ugh. What? Why, why? why can't you be happy for them? I'm happy for them, but you don't have to kiss in front yes, of everybody. Yes, you do. It's called the love boat, not the I hate know, boat. I know, you're right. You can write the hate boat now. I'm sure it'll be very <laughs> successful. No, thanks. But this is the love boat, Michelle, and they do kiss, and the puppets kiss too, and that's weird. That was weird. What were their mouths made of? I was wondering that because it almost looked like there was a tongue coming out. What of was the... that material like that made it paper move? mache? Yeah, I don't know because when they fall made apart. That's what we our puppets out with in, in grade school. Okay. <laughs> you know, guys, that really kind of we, we are close to the end of the cruise. But we've got to get to Julie. Yeah, this is this was so emotional and exhausting to me. Her inner monologue. Oh my god. And you can understand it. This is the thing. Julie has been placed in such a crazy, difficult situation because she does love this man. She really, really likes these girls. But as you can understand, right, she's how old is she on this? Like 20 she's something. She's in her 20s. And this guy probably is in his 30s as if he has like, you know, 10, 12 year old daughters. And that's part of it is like Gopher and her and all these guys, they're on here and they are here to have fun. Like mm-hmm. this is their, they're, they're working a great job, but this is their youth and they want to have a great time too. So she's very, very conflicted. And she has some crazy inner monologue that we all are uh, privy to. Mom, the button you sewed on my sweater came off again. Mom, it's time to take me to Girl Scout. Mom, what's for dinner? Mom, we don't like broccoli. Mom, why didn't you iron my jeans? Mom, why are you so upset and miserable? It's because your daddy is the sexiest, most 
most wonderful man I ever met. And probably the best kisser in the whole world. Kids are great. But it's all happening so fast. I'm not ready for it. I found her turmoil really dramatic and kind of upsetting. I felt bad for her. Like if they had given out Emmys, I was hoping she would have been nominated for one for those scenes. You're always lobbying for Emmys (laughs) for for people from decades ago. It's really nice of you. (laughs) Would you like to sign? That'll be the Spotify. Sign Michelle's (laughs) petition to get her an honorary Emmy for this. uh, Emmy. Yeah. Well, she was very good on it. No, she was great. She was great, and she did an awesome job. And it was nice that they gave her this opportunity to do this kind of a thing, too, you Mm -hmm. know, because this is kind of a complicated thing. Um, And it's made even more complicated by the girls confronting her and telling her. Yeah, the girls tell her this weird story about their aunt that got married at 17 to Uncle Frank. Yeah. Pumped out four kids quickly. Yes. And then ran off with a rock and roll band. Moved in with the nitty gritty dirt band. <laughs> Maybe so. Or the Grassroots or some kind of 70s band. Who knows? Ides of March. Dr. Hook. But moral of the story is their aunt got married. Aunt Kathy got married too young. So they're kind of slowly trying to accept that Julie is too young to marry into their family. These girls were great. They're very smart and intuitive young ladies. But that's the thing is like Julie has to make up her mind if she's going to do this. And she has to make the very, very hard decision, much like Doc with Manuchka. True. A lot of heartbreak happens on this ship sometimes, you know, and you have to make the the sea calls to you and you've got to the sea always wins out, it seems, even over love. Yeah. Which my is life, ironic. my love and my lady. Oh, my is God. Could you stop? <laughs> the foursome, meaning the ventriloquists and their puppets all seem to be living happily ever after. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to live in New Jersey or New York. I can't remember where they're going to go. New Jersey, because they said they were moving back to her place. Ah, back to Jersey. Joyzy. Goodbye. Well, I'm glad you two guys had a change of heart. And a change of address. At least he is. He's moving in with us again. Ah, then we'll be seeing the team of Pat and Mike again, huh? Oh, not if it's a cold winter. (laughs) Keep and the twins, you know, they they're back on track with their with their right husbands. And then, yeah, they're on their way. The lucky, lucky lady gets to live with Fred Travelina and his <laughs> hilarious <laughs> impressions and comedy. Poor woman. <laughs> Goodbye. I hope we see you all again soon. But next time, under happier circumstances. <laughs> At least now I know how to tie you apart. Well, that's easy. That's Gary, and that's Ted. I have a better idea. Here. Never take those off. Now that should do it. Sorry, Captain. You haven't lost it, Meryl. Would you get out of here? And then, you guys, I hope you're sitting down. Hope you have some Kleenex nearby. Yes, because... Julie says goodbye. And it, it is so upsetting to me. I was like, my eyes were watering. I didn't like it at all. I wanted her to go with these people. I did too. And as much as I would miss Julie terribly, I really did like the idea of them together. And she has to say goodbye to the two girls. And the girls are sweet as can be. And it is really heartbreaking. It was nice meeting you. Oh, it was wonderful meeting you. I wish you a kind of <laughs> Courtney, shut up. She has a big mouth. <laughs> I was just going to say, if you ever get to Alaska, look us up. We will. Oh, Julie, I wish you were coming with us. <laughs> will the real big mouth please stand up? <laughs> I love you. I love you. I love you. But then he makes one last dramatic approach. He is a pro. He is the best. Tony Roberts comes up and he really does take it like a man because this is heartbreaking. This guy's already lost his wife. He found another love, which he probably didn't think. And now it's not going to work out. And he's got to go back to cold, cold Alaska. Put his 
put himself into his work. At least he's got gigantic vegetables to eat, though, right? Because <laughs> they say that they grow them very big there. That's but then right. they say goodbye, and this also was heartbreaking to me. Julie, maybe we... If you ever get to L.A. again, maybe you could look me up. Sure. If you ever get up to Alaska. You know, that's not all together impossible. We have cruises, and I could get on one of them accidentally, and maybe on purpose. Sure. Well, if you do... Notice though the final, final, final dramatic scene. I don't know what the point was. It was Julie and then the captain on the stairs behind her. I love that though. I did too. I thought it was so great in the way that it was like oh, sometimes they use like almost like you know it's a Casablanca or something like that, some old movie sort of like framing and things like that. And you've said before that the captain is like a surrogate father to her, and he has to let her, you know take her lumps and live her own life and right. he, you can't always be there but he's always concerned about Julie I thought it was awesome I loved it I did too it was so heavy honestly it really was heavy I was looking forward to this episode because I remembered it being kind of really powerful and the girls really were the thing that put it over the top they were so good yes wow I don't know that was really heavy for me because you do like to see people. That's what I love about the love boat, where there's always there usually are happy endings, and this one kind of wasn't. And you don't see them get together, and it was tough. It was sad. <laughs> it really was tough for me. <laughs> well, badly. I hope he's doing okay in Alaska. The girls so grew too. up okay. Maybe she did take a cruise there. Cruises go to Alaska. Hey, Gwen Sharp. Maybe did you see Tony Roberts when he went to Alaska? <laughs> was there a sad man with a kinky fur? <laughs> Wandering the shores of Alaska. That's right. Gwen, you should have looked for him. <laughs> All right, you guys. I hope you liked this episode. I really did love it. All the people I liked very much, except for one. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the thing. I'm always saying, do you know what's coming up? I know what's coming up next, you guys. And what is coming up next? Cross your fingers. We have our friend, one of our oldest friends, and one of the first people, maybe the first person we had as a guest on the show, Mr. Stephen P. Slivka. His former wife, Martha Ray. Before Mark Harris. Yes. There was Stephen P. Slivka. We are so excited that she's on the next episode. You said Ray Bolger is too? Yeah. Another one of my favorites. I love Ray Bolger. They're, they're whipping out the old timers for this episode. And that's what we love immensely. So it's like she's on and we really do need him to be on so he can tell us some wonderful stories about their time. <laughs> together so cross your fingers that he can make the time and be on the show because that's what we have to look forward to on the next episode so uh make sure that you're back here for the next episode it's gonna be a good one i think <laughs> yeah but until then i am ishvan i'm michelle captain Stubing. captain Stubing, please come to the bridge and we are loving, loving the, the love, love boat, boat.